Welcome to Interviews with Innocence, a podcast about spirituality, consciousness, and exploring the wisdom our children bring into this world. I believe that our very young children are our greatest teachers. After all, they're the masters of living in the present moment, bubbling in unconditional love, enjoying the messiness of life, and curious about the universe in all its dimensions. The pure essence that young children exhibit lives within all of us. My hope is that these interviews will help us discover, embrace, and connect with the sacred core of childhood that resides within each of our hearts. I am your host, Marla Hughes. I am thrilled to have my next few interviews talk about the subject of microdosing, specifically psilocybin. I've been studying um, microdosing for quite a while now. I just took a long class on it, and I actually began microdosing, um, and I love it. It has really, it seems so, for me, it just works versus pharmaceuticals, and what was my reasoning? I just wanted to try it. And I wanted to just feel more interconnected um, with the world. And, and I've just really enjoyed it. So if you have any questions for me, please reach out. But today, I'm excited to start this interview series with Catherine Starfly. Enjoy. Hello. I am so excited to have Catherine Starfly on the show today. I'm just going to jump right in and read her bio. Greetings, beautiful human. My early life experiences included sexual trauma and a strong protective response that significantly dimmed my natural connection to spirit and intuitive gifts until late in my 50s. As I awoke from my depression, repression, I sought to heal, to discover and align with my higher life purpose. During this journey, a friend encouraged me to try psilocybin mushrooms to assist in rewriting my neural pathways. Much of my life, I functioned as a clinical pharmacist until I became disenchanted with the monetary focus emphasized by much big pharma. Sinking another way, I began asking to co-create with the plants. Fascinated by lots of different authors, a few of those including Suzanne Simard from The Mother Tree, Stefan Herod Booner, hope I'm pronouncing these right, Secret Teachings of Plants, and encounters with amazing humans like author, herbalist, and mycologist, Dr. Christopher Hobbs. I have felt for some time that the entire plant holds much more pharmacological wisdom and spirit than selected portions of synthesized reenactments do. I've been sitting with different plant medicines and asking to hear and feel their energy and their messages. I am delighted to say that this is now happening. In this amazing space of co-creation with the plants and other beings, I feel myself dropping into the great web of oneness, which we all exist in love and peace. It is my greatest desire to facilitate that for other humans, to support loving, intentional harmony, and assist in human evolution, divinely so. Welcome to the program, Starfly. 
Thank you, Marla. I'm so pleased to be here to get this message out to humans who wish to change their lives. Yes. So tell us a little bit, how did you get involved? I know you're a pharmacist and you were disenchanted, but jumping right in to, you know, um, exploring plant medicines, just tell us a little bit about that journey. Sure. I'm happy to. In 2019, I had a number of life changes. I had, um, had uh, had a dream of having a farm and I had created that dream, but it was time to change that in my life. So I sold my farm in 2019. I had a motor vehicle accident, which I totaled my car and broke my sternum right about the same time, which was a little bit of a complication. Mm. And so granted a medical retirement from my job at the same time. So all of these things happened in 2019. And I didn't have my next plan. I didn't know what was going to happen next in my life. And I um, became very depressed. I had gone off antidepressants in 2016, which I've been on for a number of years, almost 30 years. And so I um, didn't have that tool in my toolbox. And so, um, as, I, as you mentioned in my bio, a friend of mine said, well, why don't you try psilocybin mushrooms? You know, why don't you try microdosing? And so I obtained some mushrooms. And then I was a little hesitant to take that first step of taking them just like I imagine many of the listeners, you know, either have been or are presently feeling. So I, um, but I did, you know, my friend went back and said, well, what's, what's stopping you? Why don't you go ahead? So I, I did, I went ahead and started them and I did it in a very intentional way. I used a specific protocol and I committed to four to six weeks of that program. I had watched a little microdosing seminar done by the psychedelic, uh, San Francisco Psychedelic Society which was very helpful, gave me a lot of background information and different protocols and et cetera. So I began to microdose and my intention was to basically um, get out of my depression. I had tried a number of things, counseling, exercise, walks in nature, all the things that are recommended and it still wasn't enough. So with the mushrooms, I was able to begin to change those patterns. I began to, you know, not only know gratitude, but feel gratitude. And I could see all the beauty around me, but before I was microdosing, I could not really feel that, you know, I could not connect with it on the level that I wanted to. So those are the things that microdosing helped me with the most, just being able to feel gratitude and to feel the aliveness that was all around me and to connect with that once again. So a beautiful process. I know that, you know, from personal experience, um, antidepressants can kind of numb you. And it sounds from what you're saying is that, that this was a totally different experience for you from how you felt on them versus how you felt microdosing. Could you elaborate on that a little bit? Certainly. Um, when I first came off antidepressants, as I say, I've been on them for a number of years. I, um, I, I had felt like I came out of numbness. So I, um, I went to the other extreme. I was very, very sensitive. You know, someone was working as a pharmacist, someone would come up and say, is my prescription ready? And I'd just start crying. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> I can relate to that. <laughs> yeah, fortunately, fortunately, my boss and my coworkers were pretty understanding. But, you know. but uh, anyway, it worked out. And um, yeah, I just worked through it and um, began to get back to center. Uh, wow. But in a very, a very um, more natural way than we see with pharmacologic medications. 
Right. So tell us a little bit about what is microdosing? I mean, and how does, how does one, you know, begin like at, I know you begin at a very low level, but let's start out with what is microdosing? So microdosing is using a very, very small amount of a psychedelic plant, psychedelic substance, typically plants um, or plant derived. And the idea is that this is a subperceptual. So in other words, it, it doesn't send you on a trip. It doesn't um, create a disruption in your life where you can't function. What it does is just basically almost in a background level helps you, uh, helps your neurons rewrite whatever it is that your intention is. So um, approaching it from a very intentional and loving sacred space. You know, every time before I did my microdose, I would have an intention that may be just to help me be less sad or to help me be more functional or to help me have more energy, you know, whatever my intention was for that day. And interestingly, the mushrooms have told me that they remember all my intentions. So mm. when I have the intention of working on one thing, another thing comes up for me to work on. So, so do you check in with the, I'll call it the universe or I'll call it the mushrooms, like during the day, let's say if you have an intention of being less sad, do you then sit a few times a day and sort of quiet your mind and meditate on that? Or you just kind of notice it, you know, as you go throughout your day? For the most part, I would just kind of go about my usual day um, and, you know, my process now is a little different than it was at that time. At that time, it was all I could do just to sort of dig my way out of my hole, if you will. Yes. So, you know, it just wasn't in my wheelhouse necessarily to consider, you know, drop in and do that. That sounds like a wonderful practice. It wasn't my practice at the time. What is your practice now? Well, my practice now is to check in with my body. And, and right now I don't do microdosing on a specific schedule. You know, I periodically ask and I get a schedule, but then I go day by day as to how my body feels. And I do muscle testing and ask, you know, what is it my body wants today? Interesting. Is it, um, is it intended for me to microdose today? And sometimes, I, you know, my microdoses these days, sometimes I do feel them a little more so. And interestingly, sometimes you'll do the same amount of a microdose on different days and you'll feel something one day, you'll be a little perceptible and some days it won't be perceptible at all. Mm -hmm. The part that I think is important for a lot of people to know about microdosing is that, let's say you want to um, you know, come out of a depression. Well, maybe there are some things that you were depressed about or were, had repressed you know, in your life that now are going to come out because you have the desire to no longer repress those and no longer be in a depressive state. So perhaps some sadness will come out. And in the beginning, that was a little, a little um, uh, scary for me. Actually. Yeah, it's like they're not working. Right, right. <laughs> oh, I felt so good yesterday. What's going on today? Oh my gosh, I'm having sadness. Ah! Right. <laughs> Just to recognize, you know, like everything in life is cyclic. And so, you know, on the days when things come up, it's just coming out for you to clear and just attached to it to let it to feel it and then let it go it's not who you are it's just something that you're feeling in this moment and it will pass mm -hmm. I was um, speaking with my friend who works for a big pharmaceutical company just a few days ago and we were talking about microdosing and um, she said well people just have to realize you know it's still a drug and 
so many people are so fearful of trying microdosing and I do, and that's okay. I mean, it's certainly understandable with all of the things that happened, you know, in the fifties and the war on drugs and this and that, even though so much of that information was not true, but, but what would, as a pharmacist, how do you feel about that, that person or that group of people that feel like, well, you know, it's still a drug, you're still doing a drug and they're still, because my understanding is that from the research and there is a lot of research, there are really not any bad side effects for, for microdosing. I know that's a huge statement, but can you just talk about that a little bit? Sure. And there's microdosing with different substances. So yes. In, in my seminar that I took it, we, we spoke specifically about psilocybin and about LSD. Um, so I'll speak about psilocybin. That's, that's the, um, the agent that I'm most work with and uh, psilocybin very, very low risk of any, there's, um, not a risk of addiction. Uh, you can quit it at any time and not have withdrawal side effects. Um, it's very safe. No one's really overdosed on it that, that I'm aware of. Um, so it's, you know, it does have a few side effects that could be encountered, such as perhaps anxiety as a non-specific amplifier. So if you come into it very anxious, perhaps, or drink a lot of caffeine, then sometimes the, you can feel those effects magnified. Mm -hmm. But when you recognize what's going on, then you have the ability to, to change it. So overall, I feel it's a very safe drug and, you know, the research has proven that out. Yes. Where do you suggest, do you have anything specific that one would go to, even though I know it's all over, um, but to look at the most recent studies um, with psilocybin? Um, there's a lot of things on Google Scholar. A lot of it is quite technical. Um, in terms of where to go, I mean, there's a lot of different protocols. I think Paul Stamets has some protocols. Um, yes. Has some protocols. And I think the main takeaway point is to find whatever schedule works for you. Um, I create uh, microdose tinctures and my desire in creating these tinctures was to have a product that is as consistent as possible. We don't know, you know, we, we have a process by which we measure the mushrooms and we extract from them. And um, then there's a certain amount of milligrams of psilocybin in that product. So my desire is to create a very consistent, reliable product as much so as possible given the variations in the plant so that people can feel comfortable in taking a step from Western allopathic medicine to the psychedelics, but feeling like they're getting a product which is well-intentioned and also as consistent and ethically produced as possible. Mm -hmm. So that was my greatest desire in producing this product initially, and, and also to work with some clinicians who wanna have this product available for their clients, but obviously because of the legalities can't provide it themselves. Right, right. Is that something that you're concerned about, legalities? Um, I don't wanna to go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> And in discussion with some of my colleagues, I think that this is very, you know, the being prosecuted for psilocybin at this point in time is very unlikely given mm -hmm. that so much positive information is in phase two clinical trials, a synthetic version of psilocybin. Um, and MDMA, another psychoactive, is in phase three trials. So definitely the information is out there from years of research, some of it formal, some of it not so formal. 
that these products can really help people transform their lives. You know, I've also talked to people, it seems that those who do not are not interested or they just don't know, you know, it's not part of their world. The little that they have heard is that this is for possibly fear of for terminally ill patients or for someone with severe, severe depression or anxiety or however, from all the things I have researched, and by the way, Christopher Hobbs for my listener is an amazing resource. I just took a, a class with him. This is how I found Catherine, I'm Starfly. And he has been a mycologist, I think for 35 or 40 years. And his knowledge is like none other in terms of just explaining and helping with the, you know, helping the lay person to find out more about it. So if you want to reach out to him and Catherine works with him, so you can reach out to her too. But what would you say about that? Because to me, it seems like it's just so good for all of us that just want to feel a little happier, a little bit more alive. Yes, there is, there is research information showing the benefits of psilocybin in helping with end of life anxiety, as you mentioned, mm -hmm. with uh, treatment resistant depression, PTSD, um, alcoholic withdrawal and um, abstinence. And also the latest one I've heard about, which is fascinating is dementia. So interesting evidence for all of these conditions in treatment with psilocybin. Yeah. Very, very excited about that. And I think it's the list of things that it assists with is just going to continue to grow. What has this done for you in your personal life? So I mentioned that some changes occurred in 2019 and then mm -hmm. in 2020, uh, my sister committed suicide and, and that was a very difficult oh. I could see that um, she had a lot of limiting beliefs in her life. And, and my greatest desire for her was that she would see that there was indeed a way out. But unfortunately, that's not the way it transpired. So then in, 20, uh, well in 2020, I went on an ayahuasca retreat as well, which was helpful for opening a few doors to um, seeing some of my limiting um, beliefs and conditioning and releasing some of my um, past traumas to basically clear the way to see more light and to have more um, a better view of the possibilities of life rather yeah. than limited by you know the traumas that were taking place in my energy field so and then in 2021 I decided to sell my home which was my dream home and um, just had felt that it you know I was time for me to do something different so I sold my home and I um, bought a truck camper and just started traveling. So that was a huge change for me. And I can't tell you how many fears I overcame in doing that. And I don't believe I could have done it without the help of the mushrooms. My initial experience with them and my ongoing experience with them. And also with the help of the other plant medicines I encountered along the way. I mentioned ayahuasca, San Pedro was also one that I had experience with at that retreat. So, all these um, plant medicines, I think, really want to help us as humans to grow and to evolve and to see how beautiful and powerful we really are and what a great opportunity we have in this life to release the conditionings and the unconscious patterns that are still in us from, you know, because they're unconscious, we can't really see those patterns. 
but with the help of our plant allies, we can go in and, and finally see and recognize and release some of those patterns to be our greatest self in this life. I mean, we're not necessarily here to go, you know, work in a nine to five job and, and just live, you know, just live life in a subsistence yeah. way. We're here to transform ourselves. We're here to evolve. We're here to bring the greatest light possible to all of our planet and our, our fellow humans and our fellow beings here. So that's how it's helped me change my life to see that greater vision. And it's my, uh, my greatest desire as well that it helps others see that there is another way. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's going to be a big part of the transformation of this world, which I believe, I'd like to know what you think, I believe is, is happening right now? I certainly do. I mean, we, we as humans have free will, so we can always choose to, I call it staying in the machine. I was in the machine for a number of years and didn't know another way, you know, just this is, this is what, you know, society tells me to do. This is how society tells me to be and my parents and my conditioning. And, um, and there is indeed another way. So I think again, with the plant medicine, it helps us see there's another way and hopefully helps us all be kinder human beings to each other and to the planet and to the whole multiverse. Mm. I do believe that this is going to be a very powerful tool in transformation. It is already. And it's going yes. to be and th- those are such big, it, it, this, these are such big concepts, you know, it's like if someone is listening and thinking, well, it's, it, but I, I really feel because I am microdosing and it just, it, you can't really know until you try it. You can re- read all the research that you want. You can, it's almost like a near-death experience in a very different sort of way, but but unless you really experience for yourself it's it is hard to uh, understand what we're talking about which brings me to my next question so if someone is really interested in microdosing and for my listeners we will have I will have some interviews about macrodosing and MDMA and LSD also but um what av- what advice would you give to someone interested in exploring microdosing is my first question. And my second question is that what if they are on an antidepressant and they want to wean off of it? Is that something that they could do going down on the antidepressant while just trying a little bit and sort of, you know, weaning off of that? Yes. Um, unfortunately, there's not a lot of good information about weaning off antidepressants, but you're definitely, I mean, first of all, if you're on an antidepressant and you're using psilocybin, it's going to blunt your response. You're not uh-huh. going to see the true benefits of the psilocybin. And secondly, you know, there is the risk of serotonin syndrome if you were to get too much serotonin in your system. Very low risk with microdosing, but, you know, you'll read about it. So I wanted to mention it. Yeah. And so I would recommend, you know, decreasing the dose as much as you can of your antidepressant, getting down to the minimal dose. And then beginning at a low dose of psilocybin Um, and typical dose is 350 and hundred milligrams, you know, done every, you know, there's different protocols. Uh, One protocol that I recommend is one dose every two to three days. You kind of decide which works for you every two days or every three days. 
And then, you know, don't, as we were speaking earlier, there's this grand view of everything that we can accomplish, but, you know, don't be intimidated by that. Just have a little small thing that you want to accomplish. You know, your intention could be a very thing. And then once you recognize that that is indeed changing, you know, you are more in connection with the world as you want it to be in my case, then you can go to the next step and the next step. And eventually I feel that people do want to, to try, um, once they get confidence, they want to try perhaps larger doses or a different schedule. Um, once they've gotten more confidence with the medication and, and know that it is really their ally and it really is something that is going to help them and not something to be as concerned about as the propaganda of uh, the war on drugs would insinuate. Right. Do you feel like you'll be on mushrooms like for the rest of your life? I feel like I'll have a relationship with plant medicine for the rest of my life. And, um, you know, it may, there may be times when it, one medicine is more than another. I have to tell you, once you begin to take the mushrooms, then they're really in your system and you can mm. call them at will, whether you are actually ingesting them at the time or not. So they, they do stay with you if that is your desire, you know? So once you have the connection, the connection is always there for you. And that's a good thing in my mind. It's not insinuate, you know, and it's not um, scary or a bad case scenario in any in any event. In, in mm -hmm. Because the mushrooms are helping you accomplish what you want to accomplish. You have free will. You can always say what you want and you don't want. Mm -hmm. and you can ask for your experience to be good. You can ask for anything you want. We're powerful creators. So what do you want? You want to have a pleasant experience. You want to change things for the positive in your life. So they will help you with your intentions. Yes. And let's talk a bit, you already have, but focusing on it a little bit more in terms of set and setting. I know this is so important. I was listening to Paul Stamets. I talked the other day at the global conference on, on psychedelics and everyone, including Paul, you know, talks about the importance of that. So you said a little bit about setting and intention. I mean, some, sometimes that's hard to even understand what that means. So just talk a little bit about that. And then um, like keeping a journal or what do you feel like in the setting? Where should you be? And that sort of thing. Okay. Good questions. So that refers mainly to your mindset. So how do you enter the process? And, you know, before I began to uh, microdose in 2019. I had experimented a little bit with cannabis and with LSD actually, um, but it was it was recreational. There was no intention there, except maybe you know to have an experience, but it, it wasn't really, it wasn't a good intention, I'll say. In my mind at this point in time, it wasn't a great intention. My intention was um, you know just to have fun. And there's nothing wrong with that, but for the purposes of what we're talking about, microdosing, this is really about having a, an intention and sitting in sacred space with the medicine. So connecting really to sitting perhaps in meditation, maybe light a candle, getting in a quiet setting, um, sometimes out in nature or, you know, in a quiet room, at least for sure on your first few, first few trials of your doses and just having a good space to connect with the medicine and really begin to feel its effects and really begin to connect with it. Um, so mindset of having a, an intention, recognizing this is a sacred medicine and one that you're going to be working with, you want to align with. And then the setting to be basically a space that's quiet 
and that's you know sacred you're not going to have interruptions you're not going to be distracted and then as time goes on you know obviously that's not compatible with most aspects of our lives these days so as time goes on you know then you just microdose and you have the intention and then have that sacred space for a little bit and then you go on about your day and just trust that the mushrooms are going to be helping you with whatever your intention was and also when you're microdosing you really well don't feel it in the sense of you're not having visions or hallucinations or anything like that it's in my experience it's just a little bit more joyful a little bit more happy or maybe a lot more but not you're not messed up correct correct you're not having hallucinations you know that everything may seem a little brighter um but then you know as one person said the flowers aren't talking to you they just seem bright <laughs> Oh, right, right. Oh, I love yeah. that. Um, you know, a lot of people use actually use psilocybin and have actually microdosed LSD as well as um, a tool for increased productivity. Mm -hmm. I do find that it's, it helps me focus and helps me be more energetic, helps me connect more with life in general. So those are all the positive aspects and the reason to take it. Right. Right. I, I was listening um, to the conference and they were speaking about LSD and what, how microdosing LSD can give you many of the same, same benefits. However, there's still such a stigma on it from the, you know, fifties. And so that's why they're kind of starting out with psilocybin and then MDMA is, from what I've learned, it is not in the same category as the others, but it's probably the first one that will actually be more available than the others. Is that, could you comment on that? Sure. Um, psilocybin actually boosts your serotonin levels, which is what the uh, drugs commonly known as SSRI, mm -hmm. serotonin reuptake inhibitors do. Also SNRIs, which are selective norepinephrine or serotonin norepinephrine reuptake inhibitors. Those also boost your serotonin and your norepinephrine. So psilocybin has a similar effect in boosting your serotonin. Um, also MDMA affects serotonin and it also affects the norepinephrine and to a very lesser degree, it affects dopamine as well. So those are your three main brain neurochemicals um, that and serotonin is kind of known as your happiness chemical, helps with anxiety, helps with um, just feeling in a happy state of mind. And the norepinephrine tends to be a little bit more energizing, activating. And then dopamine is generally considered to be your, your pleasure, one of your pleasure um, neurotransmitters, helps increase right. pleasure in life, if you will. Wow, lots to learn. So, well, Catherine, we need to um, wrap it up. I know you're getting ready to go to Peru for some more plant medicine adventures. I'd love for you to come back on and tell us tell us about that. But what would you um, what would you like to shout to the world? What would you like to tell the world? Um, as my friend said to me, just take the first step. If you're ready for a change in your life, just trust that this is something that will work for you if you're willing and you're committed to change and transformation in your life. Um, and the other part I would say is that, you know, it's, it's not just work for you. You're by changing something in your life, you're mm -hmm. changing things in a lot of people's lives. 
because we're all connected. We're all one. So every little change we make in our lives for the positive affects so many other people. And I find sometimes it's helpful for me to think that, you know, it's not just about me. You know, I'm not doing this just for me. By doing this work, I'm helping so many other members of our human tribe. Yes. That to me is the most amazing work ever. I'm so oh, grateful. Yeah. I'm so impassioned about being in this space of co-creating with the plants. Very excited to go to Peru and connect with some other plants, not all of which are psychedelic. Um, so love to uh, to bring back some information and um, hopefully just continue to connect more and more with the plants. I, I believe that psilocybin, um, the mushrooms connect through the mycelium to all aspects of life. You know, they're connecting to the plants, they're connecting to the earth, they're connecting to the humans, to the multiverse. So once you're part of that web of connection, more deeply part of that web of connection, recognizing your part in that web of connection, then it's like you you don't ever need to be alone. You don't ever need to feel alone again. You're part of it all. And the mushrooms can just really help us know that we are there. We are mm -hmm. part of it. Well, thank you so much. And you had mentioned earlier uh, um, about tinctures. Can you, if someone's interested in just talking to you about all of this, um, how would they, how would they find you? Or do you want people to find you yet? <laughs> yeah, that would be wonderful. Yeah, I, uh, because of the legalities, I ask that people connect to, to me by email. Mm -hmm. uh, the email is starfly, S-T-A-R-F-L-Y, botanicals, B-O-T-A-N-I-C-A-L-S, at gmail.com. Starflybotanicals at gmail.com. I'm also on Telegram and Instagram, so once you connect with me via the email, then we can uh, can go from there. I can tell you what my offerings are. I have uh, several different tinctures. Some are the lower dose tinctures for people who are just starting out, and you can adjust your dose, and you can carry the tinctures with you. So if you're going on a trip or something, they're not labeled in any way uh, for psilocybin. They're just labeled PMB for proprietary mushroom blend. So you can I've actually had people fly with them. And, um, and no one knows what's in the bottle, so no one harasses you. I can't guarantee that, of course, but that's been my experience. Mm. And I'm shipping all over the country and willing to ship to other countries as well. Wonderful. So my greatest desire that people who really are ready for this change and this transformation feel that there is a product that's consistently and ethically and lovingly created. And it's my greatest desire to, and my greatest passion and joy in life to be able to bring those to people. Mm -hmm. well, thank you. And what's so beautiful about that is that when I decided to start microdosing, I really didn't know who a vetted person is because I mean, this is, this is just exploding. And, you know, you need to find someone that you really trust. And just for my listeners, I, I'm not trying to sell anything here or suggest that anyone try, try these plant medicines. But, but if you are curious, um, Starfly Botanicals is, it's been vetted and vetted, even Christopher Hobbs. Well, you were trained with Christopher, weren't you? Didn't he help you, um, start making the tinctures. I thought he mentioned that on the class I took. Yeah. When I, I was able to um, have the, the blessing of being able to spend some time with Chris and we, uh, we created tinctures together. Oh, great. Method, which is in his book, Medicinal Mushroom, which is also a very good resource for people who want to know more about 
microdosing. He goes through some of the studies there as well. Um, yeah, Christopher and I made our first tinctures together, and then he had a desire to have this for some of his patients. So again, due to the legality, he couldn't create it and, and um, supply it to the patient. So he asked that I would do that. And I was wondering like where this, all this pharmacy study that I had done, where it was going to come in handy. And like, <laughs> now I know. <laughs> right, right. Well, it is great. I, I do love that you have that pass. I think it's just my, you know, my, my mind of, you know, humans are just, you really know what you're doing and all of that sort of thing. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And I can't wait to talk to you when you get back from Peru. Thank you. And it's, it's been so amazing. I mean, I think I love making tinctures. That's felt so beautiful and so right. Other part of this that's been so amazing is connecting with all the people that want to try the tinctures, you know, and, and hearing their stories and help them figure out, you know, really, I'm, I'm doing consultations with people. <laughs> <laughs> yes yes yeah this well that's okay. it's so important is- you do a lot of them with me <laughs> <laughs> wonderful you trust to work through this process and and you were mentioning earlier about journaling and you know the journaling is very important to kind of write down what's coming up for you and then also working with um you know a trusted friend you can talk to mm-hmm. as well or a counselor who's very psychedelic friendly those are all very important uh, support tools for your process as well. Thanks for letting me circle back to that. <laughs> yes, yes. Thank you for that. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show and have a very safe and enlightened trip to Peru. And we will chat with you when you get back and continue this, continue this conversation. Thank you so much, Marla. Thank you for all the light you're bringing to this subject and to the world with your, with your podcast and your interview. You're very welcome. Thank you and have have a great rest of the day. Love you. Love you. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening in today. If you want to learn more about the show, you can find us at interviewswithinnocence.com and on Facebook or Instagram at interviewswithinnocence. Please write me a message. Tell me what you liked and let me know what else you would like to hear. I would love to hear from you. And if you liked what you heard, please leave us an iTunes rating and review. It helps other listeners find the show. Thank you.